Welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, where you will hear conversations with artists and creative entrepreneurs from around the globe. From art and creativity to education and business, this podcast features discussions with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, and I can't wait to get started. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. I'm really looking forward to today's episode. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I usually interview artists, which I absolutely love, but I thought that today I would mix things up a little bit and share with you five ways to advance your art career. As some of you might know, since I launched BAC in 2020, I've worked with over 100 artists through workshops and one-on-one mentorship. And the strategies that I'm going to share today are, I think, super important to growing and expanding your art business. The first suggestion that I have for you is to set a schedule for making art and balancing your administrative work. So I always say that showing up is 90%, but having a clear plan of the days and times that you're going to dedicate to actually creating your art and the days and times that you're going to spend on the administrative side of things is going to really help increase your productivity each week. So in terms of thinking about administrative work, right, it can look like so many different things. It might be updating your website. It might be drafting or sending out a newsletter to your email list, responding to emails, posting your work to social media, and also researching and submitting to opportunities. So those things take time. And what I have found in my experience is that if we do not actively carve out time, then those things just don't happen or they happen at a much slower pace. One of the first things that I do when I start working with an artist in a one-on-one capacity is I take a look at their schedule and we try to get as specific as possible in terms of the days and the times that they are dedicating to each part of their creative practice. Now, It's not going to be perfect all the time, right? Life happens. Many of us, you know, have kids or have multiple jobs. And so give yourself grace during those weeks because, yeah, it's just not realistic to follow the schedule 100% of the time. But I think that when you have something in place, it gives you a structure. And I am all for structure because I truly think that it is how we are able to accomplish the things that we want to do. So that is number one, is setting a schedule. Number two is committing to your own learning. So even if you are an artist who has gone to art school and maybe you even have your MFA, I think it's really important to always be pushing yourself creatively and committing to your own learning. So to me, that means taking classes, enrolling in programs, perhaps working with a mentor if you can but really pushing yourself. And this goes for artists of all levels, whether you went to art school, whether you are a self-taught artist, we can always be learning and through, through learning, you know, that's how we grow. So one thing that's really important for me as an artist and also as a mentor is to be taking as many programs as as I can throughout the year, because all of that knowledge, uh, everything that I learn I then use to help the artists I work with. And the artists who I work with, I always encourage them to, you know, take in-person classes if you live near a local art center. If you don't, then look into online, you know, virtual workshops. There are so many and there have been even more that have popped up since the pandemic started. So 
Of course, we have to think about our budget and things like that, and, and that's just reality. But if you are able to prioritize that, I, I would recommend that you do it because you have so much potential as an artist, right? Like we have unlimited potential. I truly believe that. And so in order to really be the best artist we can be, we need to commit to our own learning. If you are listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, I have not taken a workshop in years, sign up for a workshop. You know, maybe if you can do some kind of a residency program or at least apply for one. If you can do a retreat, there are these really amazing artist retreats around the world. Or it could be something as simple as taking an online class that's just a couple Saturdays a month. Really, it can be anything that you can uh, participate in and that feels good for you. But I think it's really, really important to always be asking ourselves, like, how can I push myself further? How can I learn more? Because it is going to make you a stronger artist. So that leads me actually to number three, because I think it's all kind of connected. And number three is join an artist community. I cannot tell you how many artists I have worked with that tell me they feel alone or isolated in the studio. And the reason that this hits really close to home for me is because I felt this for a very long time as well. I often share that when I graduated from art school, I felt really alone and really isolated and really disconnected from an art community. And as a result, my own art suffered for many years. It wasn't until I took active steps to find artist communities. And it started as just, you know, joining a really amazing art community online where I was able to meet fellow women artists from around the world um, and really form these amazing friendships. But it's so much more than that because it's, it's a place where you can support each other, encourage each other, push each other, motivate each other, share opportunities, share successes, share areas of growth and lean on each other. And so I would really encourage you to find an artist community ideally a community that meets in person. I think that nothing compares to in-person interaction. So if you do have something in the city or town that you live in, maybe it's an artist meetup once a month, whatever it looks like, see if you can participate or maybe even make your own. Uh, But there are also so many online communities as well. For VAC, we are actually launching, uh, we, we just launched a book club and the intention of the book club is to foster and cultivate a really strong community amongst women and non-binary artists. So it's something I'm really looking forward to. It's something I'm really passionate about. And I would encourage every artist out there to be part of a community with fellow artists. Number four is think outside the box and put yourself out there. So there's two parts to this. The first part is to always be thinking where else might my work fit? In addition to researching opportunities and submitting your work to magazines and open calls, which I think is really important if you are you know, trying to increase your exposure and, and really get your work out there. I think it's also really important to just constantly be thinking, okay, you know, what else can I do to get exposure and visibility for my art? Can I Uh, partner up with a few artist friends and rent a space for maybe a week and kind of run our own group exhibition? Could I submit my work to maybe 
you know, not a traditional art magazine, but maybe like a, liter- a literary magazine that features artwork. Can I ask a local shop if they'll carry prints of my work? You know, get creative. And I think as artists, we are very good at creative problem solving, but really get creative with where else you could show your work. Um, I love when I'm working with artists and they say to me, you know, I passed this local business in my town today and they were showing some artwork in the window. So I'm going to see if I can get in touch with the owner and maybe see if, you know, I can show them my website and maybe get my work in the window. Like just always be thinking about that. And and I think part of this really does come down to not being afraid to put yourself out there. Or actually, let me reword that because most of the time you probably will be afraid to put yourself out there. So it's about being afraid and kind of doing it anyway, pushing yourself to do it anyway. You know, since launching VAC, but also as an artist, I've really had to practice putting myself out there and, you know, pitching myself to curators, to gallerists, to uh, really anyone that I've wanted to partner up with and collaborate with. And so over the past few years, it's gotten easier and easier for me to put myself out there, but it still can be nerve wracking sometimes. But I think that if you are always thinking outside of the box and getting creative with how else you can show your work, in addition to all the amazing opportunities that, you know, are out there, um, and then really pushing yourself to you know, do something you've never done before. Like sometimes I work with artists that are really afraid to do a studio visit with another artist, but I encourage them to do that. And I also encourage them to reach out to that owner at the coffee shop, see if they'll put up some some of your paintings. You know, we have to, I think, take initiative when it comes to our art careers, even when it feels scary. And just doing that in small steps uh, you know, one small step at a time, uh, as much as you can, I think is a really great way to advance your art career and just get more exposure for your work. But it's also a really good practice um, in in becoming, I think, more confident with, like I said, just putting yourself out there into the world. So number five, uh, this is always, I think, like so, so central to making really strong art, and that is prioritizing viewing art online and in person. So there is nothing like looking at artwork in person. And it was so challenging during the pandemic. I'm sure so many artists listening can relate to that because, you know, for over a year, no one was really looking at artwork in person. But if you can consistently carve out time to visit galleries and museums. And even like I mentioned just a few moments ago, do studio visits with fellow artists. It's going to strengthen the work that you create. I honestly feel that my own work gets stronger every time I visit the galleries in Chelsea, every time I go to the museums here in New York City, because I leave with so much inspiration and a fresh perspective. And you're learning, you know, you're learning when you're looking at artwork, you are learning about different kinds of work. You're exposing yourself to different kinds of work that perhaps you normally would not be exposed to. And I promise you, it will make you a better artist. And it's also going to just motivate you um, and inspire you. And so, um, you know, making that a priority, but also looking at work online. If you, you know, are in a smaller town or you don't have as many uh, contemporary art galleries or museums close to you, 
uh, take advantage of visiting gallery websites. Some of them have virtual tours that you can participate in. Um, I know that for VAC, when we do our virtual exhibits, we have like a 3D walkthrough. So it's kind of like a simulation, but you know, it's a really great way to view the work and make observations as you view the art and, you know, think about what you can learn from these artists. Now, those are my five, but the last thing I want to say before I wrap this up is factor in time for self-reflection. It's so important and it's something that truly I did not do enough of when I was a younger artist. It's still something that I have to really intentionally and actively carve into my schedule. But when we factor in time for reflection, we often arrive at these revelations and epiphanies that we would not normally arrive at. And it's often I have found in my experience through written reflection that I'm able to kind of have these aha moments. But if you you know, if you don't have a chance to do some written reflection or if that just doesn't feel natural to you, I know that sometimes for me, I just do not feel like writing in a journal. Just talk into your phone. You know, like I do a lot of voice recordings on my phone as a way to just verbally process my thoughts. And I think the more that you can integrate self-reflection into your practice, it's also going to strengthen your work and ultimately make you a better artist. But it's something that... I think does not always come super naturally to us. You know, for me, I tend to get in the routine of going to the studio, making the work and leaving, or, you know, like working with my artists um, in a one-on-one capacity or through group mentorship and then, you know, kind of on to the next. But over the past couple of years, I have really started to be more intentional and mindful with integrating reflection into all areas of my life, uh, whether it be the work I'm doing Uh, for VAC or my own artwork that I create, my paintings. And anytime I sit down for even 15 minutes and I just reflect and really think deeply about what I'm creating, what my intention is, how I can better serve my community, what opportunities can I present, you know, like you, you really do arrive at these aha moments where things just become really clear to you. And that only happens to me when I carve out space to reflect. It usually never happens when I'm kind of like busy going about my day to day. It's in those moments of stillness where I'm really setting aside time uh, for self-reflection that I arrive at those revelations. And they're usually really powerful Um, So that's kind of where I'm going to leave you today, but I hope that this was helpful. And there's so many ways that we can grow as artists. And I think it's just thinking about, always thinking about how you can push yourself further to get to the next step, to get to the next level. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.